Well, hello, hello. How you doing? How you doing? This is the S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. Now, I've been doing this podcast for quite a while, and I've become an OG to podcasting, a living legend, even though I'm the only one that says that. <laughs> I mean, everyone says it. But I feel it's my duty as an OG in podcasting, a legend, to give a new podcaster an opportunity to reach a larger audience. And I want to say one thing about this podcaster. This podcaster is an extremely handsome man. Some might say too sexy to believe. Some might say a double genius. This man's incredible and probably has a voice as good as mine, which means he's the only person with a voice as good as mine. And who is that person? That person is S. Anthony Thomas. S. Anthony, you ready to take over the podcast? Yeah, sure. Yes, I am ready to take over the podcast, me. <laughs> okay, that, that sounded weird. Uh, basically, what's going on is I'm going to have a special edition this week. Uh, I'm going to play you an episode of the uh, of my other podcast, The S. Anthony Thomas Show. I want you to check it out and subscribe to it. And next week, I will be back with all new episodes for a long, long time. And for those of you from the other podcast listening to this podcast, on that podcast as well, I will be doing all new podcasts for a long, long time. Okay, the mini break is over and I am back. So my friends from this podcast, sit back and enjoy the baby sister of this podcast. Enjoy, subscribe to that one as well. And I will see you next week. But don't go anywhere yet. Remember, you got to listen to the I'm about to play something for you after this is over. You know, then you can leave, but don't leave yet. Just listen to the podcast that I'm about to play for you because, well, it's incredible. <clears throat> and, and I know that to be so because that podcast is also me. <laughs> Just listen. Hey, everybody, this is S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Thomas show. Yes, I know you saw the title of the show and it's weird. I'll explain. I'm talking this week about a couple of friends of mine who are a little quirky. One I call Mr. Hintless because he cannot take a hint at all. Even if you're giving him a hint that's going to save his life, he still can't take a hint. And it always gets everybody in trouble. And the other guy is Mr. Punch-a-Lot. Why do we call him that? Because he had a habit of, once he had about, I don't know, two drops of beer, trying to get into fist fights with people 15 times his size. And it always wound up getting us, the people who didn't have anything to do with him being drunk or being obnoxious, getting in trouble. I can't wait to tell you these stories. Are you ready? Cool. Let's do it. If you're like me, finding a place to eat is never an easy thing to do. Whether I'm in my hometown of Philadelphia or traveling, I always find myself wishing I had a trusted friend I could call to tell me where to eat. The infatuation is that friend. The infatuation helps you find the right restaurant for any situation. Need a place for a first date? Trying to find a spot for your birthday that you don't want to celebrate except you also kind of do. The infatuation has you covered in all of these situations and many, many more. So if you ever need to find a place to eat but don't want to rely or read through thousands of unreliable crowdsource reviews, Hit up the infatuation.com or download the free iOS app and Android app to search thousands of restaurant reviews and guides in 22 major cities around the world. 
or let the infatuation do the work for you by sending a text to 64560. A real person will respond to you and help you find a restaurant that's perfect for whatever situation you find yourself in. Theinfatuation.com. T-H-E-I-N-F-A-T-U-A-T-I-O-N.com. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had so many questions. How do I record an episode? Where do I find background music? How, how do I get my show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the other places people like to listen? Where do I find advertisers? The answer to every one of those questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, distributing, and monetizing your podcast. And best of all, it's 100% free and 100% ridiculously easy to use. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. All right, everybody. You know what I want to talk about? I, I, I was talking about weird friends. That's what I wanted to talk to you about, weird friends and how we all have quirks and weird things that we go through. And you realize... They're of your group of friends. You're all puzzle pieces. Everybody's a piece of the puzzle. You know, some pieces are in the middle and they have weird shapes all the way around. Some pieces are a little less weird than the other ones are the pieces that go across the top of the puzzle. And there's some pieces of the puzzle that go on the corner. They have two smooth sides. But even those pieces have that weird shape in the middle. None of them is a smooth shape. The only puzzles that have smooth shapes are kids puzzles. But adults puzzles, yeah, have weird shapes somewhere. Right? And my friends are no different and no and your friends are no different. When the pieces are together and I don't necessarily mean that they have to be together, meaning physically in the same place. But when they're in each other's lives, there's still a collection of pieces that fit together and they make a beautiful picture. But individually from the outside, when you see them, you do see the jagged pieces and the weird round shapes sticking off the side. That's how they all are. Now, I'm one of the pieces that's in the corner. I'm one of the pieces that has two smooth sides. And I know this because... You know, my weird crap is the kind of crap that you can't see if you know me, unless you're really close to me. You can't see the weird crap. And it's not really, really super weird crap, just slightly weird crap. And I'll talk about my weird crap first before I get to the two people whose weird crap this episode is about. <laughs> okay. Now, I have this thing where I need to make sure my locks are locked. I need to know that crap. When I leave the house, I check all the locks. Sometimes I get as far as the porch. I don't get to the car and I go, nope, got to check those locks again. So I go back in the house. I check the locks one last time and then I leave. Now, that's really not that big of a deal, right? Unless it's something that annoys you. The first thing, only thing you're going to think is, hey, if it's if I'm with us, Anthony, I know all the doors are locked at least. And it's not really that big of a deal. I do it very quickly. But it is the kind of thing that if you, you're really a stickler for it, would kind of get on your nerves. I get that. But that's the kind of thing that nobody really gets to see. Right? On the other stuff, the other stuff, like I said, pretty smooth piece on the other on the other sides. But that's the weird thing that hangs off of me. But some of my friends are kind of the pieces of the puzzle that are in the middle. Right. And if you notice, 
everybody kind of fits together smoothly, man. It, that's what a group of friends does. You find out the weird thing about your friends because you love them and you love being with them. And somehow you guys all find a way to get around that weird thing or to cover up for that weird thing for the person who's weird. Right. I told you I like to check locks and my friends used to always get on me because I would go places with them. And if I was driving, I wanted to check the locks one more time. I'd be in the bar hanging out. We're having a great time. And they'd see the look on my face and they're going, you want to check the daggone locks again, don't you? And I'm thinking, yeah, I kind of do. Right. And I'd run back out to the thing and check the locks and make sure they were cool. So how did my friends get around my weirdness? You know what they would do? At first, they mocked me. I would get out of the car. I'd check all the locks, and i start walking away, and I'd kind of stop for a second. And they go, you know what? Let's all check the locks. So as Anthony will calm down. And as a joke, they all started to check the locks and actually check the locks. And for some reason, when I knew my friends checked the locks, people I trusted, I felt okay. And as it turns out, after the mocking had stopped, because they would all make it a joke, what would happen was there would all be there would always be one friend that would check the locks. Said, we would get out of the car, and I'm walking away, and then I'd always have the whoever the last person in the car would go, you know, let me double check them locks real quick for you. And I go, cool, man, thanks. And knowing my friend double checked that lock, I didn't think about it again. Problem solved. They covered my weirdness. That's what friends do. Yes, my puzzle piece of personhood has smooth sides for the most part, but there's that one weird piece that connects me to this group of friends that makes us all a collective picture. They covered up my weirdness. I appreciate it. But we also cover up for our other friends' weirdness as well. We have other friends that are weird. And the two stars of the show, Mr. Mr. Hentless and Mr. Punch-a-Lot. Right? We had to cover up for them. One of my friends, I, I called him Mr. Punch-a-Lot because under normal circumstances, if you looked at him from the outside, you'd see that I have the two smooth ed edges on my puzzle piece with the one weird piece hanging off that fits in with this group of friends. You'd look at him and you're going, how does this guy fit? He doesn't have any weird things hanging off of him. He's a smooth piece. But as I already stated, nobody has a smooth piece. Every last one of you, no matter how many smooth sides you have, you have that one piece of crap hanging off of you you're just like all the other puzzle pieces you got that one and you know what his one piece was took us a while to figure it out because he was the nicest guy in the world still is the nicest guy in the world fun guy to hang out with oh you look forward to hanging out with him he's the greatest guy in the world until 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 he has too much to drink and he wasn't a big drinker he would only occasionally drink. But when he occasionally drank, he occasionally drank too much. Now, here's the thing. Most people that take several, several beers, you might have, you might not get blasted until your fourth, fifth beer, right? Even after your first beer, you're impaired, so you shouldn't drive. So the designated driver never drinks. But I'm just saying to the point where a person is just blasted out of their mind and acts like an idiot. That usually with the people that I know would take five beers for them to start, start to act like dopes. But not this friend, not Mr. Punchalot. Oh no. Mr. Punchalot could drink a beer and a half and all of a sudden, it was as if there was a dormant 
part of him, a dormant animal inside his body that was caged up. And unfortunately for everyone else, that cage key, the key to the lock, was made out of beer. And when he would drink beer, as he drank the first glass of beer and the second half, second glass of beer, yet halfway through, there was just enough beer to form the key to unlock the beast within Mr. Punch-a-Lot. Oh yeah, that beast would come out, grab our friend who was of even temperament, grab our friend who was a great guy, grab our friend who was the most wonderful, puissant, and the gobble, incredible, greatest, and quadruple greatest, and all of that stuff, grab him and throw him back in the cage, take that same key of beer that he was used to unlock the beast, lock our good friend in there till the next morning, and then the beast would come out, and our friend was in there, and the beast's name was Mr. Punch-a-Lot. Why was he called Mr. Punch-a-Lot? Well, because when the beast came out, the beast didn't realize he was below average in height and a little bit on the slight side. Oh, no. The beast thought he was about six foot fifty and weighed nine million pounds. That's what the beast thought. The beast thought that he had an army behind him. That's what he thought because he would just automatically out of nowhere become super obnoxious and decide he wants to get into a fight with the biggest person he could find. Not a random person. There would even be some people who were being antagonistic toward him and he would ignore them completely because, well, that would probably be someone he would have a chance of beating in a fist fight. Hey, let's go over there and there's a guy so big he could probably grab Dwayne the Rock Johnson and swallow him in one bite. And let's go over there and pick with that guy. That's what I want to do. And he walks over to the guy and we're looking at him like, oh, no, don't, don't, don't. And he punches the guy in the back. And the guy turns around. And this will show you how tiny he was compared to the guy. The guy that got punched in the back literally thought it was a waitress trying to tap his back to get his attention to find out whether or not he wanted any more alcohol. And the guy turns around and he looks. He still has a smile on his face looking at our friend, thinking our friend was just somebody trying to get his attention. Maybe our friend was somebody that he knew. He goes, hey, buddy, what's going on? And my friend goes, I'm not going to say what he said, but it's a bunch of slurred expletives and he drew his fist back and he punched the guy in the chest and the big guy looked at him and we were all sitting at the table like oh, and we all rush over there and there's two ways you can rush towards a person if you see three guys rushing toward you if they're rushing toward you in a certain way, you prepare yourself to, you know, to fight those guys. Or your boys get up and like, oh, you want to rush our friend, huh? We got something for you, punk, and we're going to kick your butts. They didn't do that. They could tell we were running over to grab our friend to keep him from being eaten by this guy and crapped out the next morning. Right. So the big guy takes his big hand, which literally covered his whole head, grabbed him by his face and pushed him towards us and said, hey, get your friend. And we're like, we will get our friend. And I said, that's it. And we all basically had a look on our faces have to say, hey, we know that you could beat all of us up. So I just want to let you we all want to let you collectively know if you need to beat him to death. We're okay with it because we have lives. And he just said, get your friend. And we said, yes, sir. And then he turned around. And how big was this guy? When he turned around quickly to rejoin his conversation, the wind from him turning around literally blew us back to the side of the bar where we were sitting. Because that's how big that guy was. Mr. Punch-a-Lot. 
And that was the first time he did it. And we thought, well, that's an aberration. He didn't get the nickname yet. But the second time, the third time, and after a while, we kind of gotten sick of having almost having us almost getting beaten up by people because this chump decides a beer and a half is too much and he decides to drink two beers. So what do we do? We called him Mr. Mr. Punch a lot. And then we decided as a group when he wasn't around, when he wasn't around, we realized that that was finally what his piece was. He looked smooth. He wasn't smooth. He had this weird shape that still fitted with us, but we needed to protect him the same way they stopped me from worrying about the locks. What did we do? He was a very responsible man when he wasn't drinking that beer and a half that turned him into an idiot. And we said, you know what? Maybe you should be the designated driver. Well, S. Anthony's a designated driver. Well, we, we, well, you know, S. Anthony doesn't drink, but you know what? You're a very responsible guy. S. Anthony's very responsible too, but you are just super responsible and we really, really trust you. S. Anthony, you don't mind not being a desig, and giving it to him to be the designated driver, do you? And I said, you know what? You're right. You should give it to him because he's a really responsible guy and he perks up. Yeah. Thanks guys. I'll make sure you get, a, get, get home. Right. And what happened? He took that responsibility and he decided he wasn't going to have a drop of alcohol. And because he didn't have a drop of alcohol, the beast was locked in the cage. The beast is sitting in the cage looking, going, come on, have a beer, have a beer, have a beer and a half, have a beer and a half. But he knew he didn't want to have a beer and a half because he needed to get his friends home. I don't even drink alcohol, but I ordered a beer and kind of sipped on it so he would think that I was drinking alcohol. I wasn't drinking that crap. As soon as he went to the bathroom, I poured it in one of my friend's jugs and let them drink that crap. I guess he didn't pick up on the fact that he, I had a full mug of beer that I barely touched. And by the time he comes out of the bathroom, it's all gone like I just chugged it down. But he never picked up on it. <laughs> but he also never nearly got us killed again. Mr. Punchalot is dead. And I'm glad he's dead because he daggone near got us all killed because that that dude was huge. I mean, if that dude passed gas, he'd probably blow a hole in the wall. And he was so big that if he blew a hole in the wall, the person who owned the bar would go, hey, who blew a hole in the wall? Oh, that guy did it. Um, I'll just get it fixed. That's what insurance is for. Nah, I don't want to make you angry. <laughs> That's how big that guy was. But as you can see, we fit around, fit around him. We molded around who he was and protected him. They stopped me from worrying about my locks being locked. And we stopped him from getting stomped by someone so big. He probably eats oak trees and uses oak full size oak trees as dental floss. Right. But as I said, we're all puzzle pieces. We fit together when we protect each other. You do that as a family. You do that as friends. Now, there were two stars at this show, right? You could tell from the title. The title is Mr. Hintless and Mr. Punchalot. And I just told you about Mr. Punchalot, but there was also Mr. Hintless. That was his piece. Also a very good guy, a wonderful guy, but the kind of guy that just couldn't take a hint. No matter how many times you tried to give this guy a hint, he couldn't take a hand he would get people in trouble all the time saying things at the wrong times you're trying to stop him from saying the thing but he would always say the thing right i'm usually the friend that when a person is trying to set up a surprise for his girlfriend or his wife 
I'm the guy that knows how to keep the secret. So they asked me to help out. Right. I help them set up the romantic thing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'll get that for you, man. Just, just keep her out of the way. I'll take care of that. And you do that. And I'll drive you over there so she doesn't know. And there's the, I'm the one that helps out. Right. But I was working this particular time. I was out of, out of the city for a couple of weeks doing some stuff. So we had to rely on Mr. Hintless. Right. And Mr. Hintless didn't realize how much work it was to set these kind of things up because I'm the kind of guy that likes to help out. And he helps out, but it was more work than he thought. And they're setting up a surprise party for my other friend's wife. And it's going to be great, right? And all of the things are set up and it's almost time. It's almost time. We're all sitting there eating pizza and stuff. And this is Mr. Hintless's favorite pizza, pizza, right? And he had his eyes on that piece of pizza. He was about to grab that piece of pizza. And the friend that he helped out set up the surprise for the friend's wife, grabbed the piece of pizza. And Mr. Hintless was a little bit bit upset about it a little bit upset about it and he goes man you let me get that last piece after all this the old way i've been helping you out all week right no one was supposed to know he was helping out all week he said that in front of the wives and girlfriends now of course the next question is going to be what did he help you out with and we're like what would you help me out you didn't help me out with nothing <laughs> yeah man all that running around i did for you what running around come on man stop playing around <laughs> we're all like yeah man stop messing around you didn't know you know you didn't do nothing <laughs> we're giving them hints and the hints were dude shut up the natural question to what you just said is for her to find out that he was running around doing stuff and she's going to ask what he was doing and he's going to be dopey enough to tell her what he was doing and the surprise is going to be messed up that's what we're trying to say by shutting him down we're trying to give him hints don't talk don't talk don't talk don't talk you know what i'm talking about we we're getting them surprises and stuff for april what surprises for your party oh i'm having a surprise party oh that's great oh that's great and my friend who was setting up the surprise looked at him like you rotten Jehoshaphat and sassafras and Jehoshaphat and sassafras and and obviously he did not say sassafras and Jehoshaphat. He used language that was a little bit more colorful than that. <laughs> so colorful that I'm not even going to tell you the words that rhymed with the words that he used. Mr. Hintless. Mr. Hintless was even bad taking hints when it was time to keep him from being in trouble. We're at a bar and we're all hanging out. He approaches a beautiful lady. Right. The beautiful lady turns him down politely. He's a little persistent. This is before he met his girlfriend. This is he's a little persistent, but not in a rude way. But then, you know, he asked like a second time, you know, because then I have a boyfriend. At first, he said, no, you know, I'm just kind of sitting here relaxing by myself. And it's like, come on, you know, blah, 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 blah. and she blows him off very politely. He's not, you know, and he kind of backed off and walked away. Right. No problem. The later on that evening, we're sitting at the bar and I'm walking by and I see the lady that he was just talking to and I see her boyfriend and I overhear them talking and I can tell and I overhear from this guy that this guy's a quadruple, double, quadruple, quintuple, double, quadruple, quaddy expert with quadruple black belts and double black belts and quadruple black belts, right? And he has an anger management problem and he's a little bit upset and he's a little bit tipsy, right? I actually look in their general direction. I'm looking at the bartender. He thinks I'm looking at his girlfriend. He he actually starts moving towards me. She puts her hand out to stop him. And I'm thinking, good Lord, this guy's nuts. I wasn't even looking at his girlfriend. And he's about to come and scream on me or something. What the hell? I got it. Oh, man, this guy's nuts, right? I go back to talk to my friend. He's 
there and they're talking to me. I'm talking to my friend. There's another guy on the other side. He's talking to me about the girl he tried to talk to that blew him off. And he's talking about, man, I wish I had a woman like that, man. I would do this, this, that, this, that. And I'm like, come on, man. You better come on, man. Ha, 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 ha. I'm trying to change the subject because he's going a little weird with it. You know, it's, it's one thing to say, I really wish I had a woman like that. She's really beautiful and sexy and delicious and all of that. But he was getting into specifics, right? Now, the guy on the other side of him was like, yeah, I tell you what. You, ha, 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 yeah. You go get him, buddy. Ha, 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 ha. Right. And I'm looking at these two guys now. And then I started to realize that the guy on the other side of my friend is the guy that almost approached me and attacked me because I he thought I was looking at his girlfriend. And that was enough to make him attack me. And I realized that the girl my friend is talking about is the girl that's that guy's girlfriend. And he's getting into specifics about what he's doing. And the guy's giving the old elbow to the shoulder. Yeah, I bet you would. I bet she's good. I bet you would. Yeah, I bet she's hot. I bet you give it to her good. Right. <laughs> right. And then he starts to scry starts describing her and i'm starting to see a little bit of recognition on mr angry's face and i'm trying to give my friends hints i'm trying to stop him from talking i'm trying to change the subject i'm giving them hints i actually said to them hey man aren't you supposed to, oh, you need, oh man it's it's uh 11 30 you need to make that phone call to, to jim we don't have a friend named jim if a person that you know that never interrupts you, tells you to do something, and it's something strange, something out of the ordinary. You should pick up on the hint that the guy is trying to stop you, but he didn't pick up on the hint that I was there. And he started to describe what she was wearing. And I'm looking at the other guy's face, and he's realizing that that's what his girlfriend was wearing. And he's sitting there encouraging the guy and egging on a guy to talk about doing stuff with a girlfriend, and it turns out it's his girlfriend. And I see the look on his face and all of that kind of crap, and his girlfriend from a is coming back from the bathroom and sees him and she can see him piping up and she runs over real quick and grabs him what are you doing what are you doing this guy right here is about to i said hey i'll get him out of here you're the guy that was looking at my girl i'm like i no, no, no. i didn't look at nobody i didn't look at nobody and i grabbed my friend and we got the hell out of there and kung fu boy there was turning into hulk hogan and his girl's like calm down calm down rubbing his chest and all of that and we got the hell out of there we almost got killed. I'm trying to give this dope some hints and he almost got us stomped out by Bruce Lee Jr. Guy sitting there today. The only thing he didn't do was have the music from Enter the Dragon come on and have him pop up in an orange jumpsuit with the black lead lying around the sides of some yellow numb chucks like Bruce Lee in the game of death and then kicking the crap out of both of us. <sighs> So what we did do, we, we did with these guys, we took him aside and said, listen, man, what we're going to do is we're going to tell you from now on when we say, hey, if we're with people we don't know and we say, hey, aren't you supposed to call Jim? You need to know at that more at that moment. Shut up because you're about to say something dumb that's going to get us in trouble. And if we're around people we don't know and we want to shut you up, I'm going to punch you in the arm real soft and go, come on, man, get out of here with your crazy self. If I punch you in the arm and say, get out of here with your crazy self, what that means is, dude, you're about to get in trouble. Shut your punk mouth. And from that point on, Mr. Hentless was dead. Right. Many times he'd start saying something dopey around people we knew that weren't in the inner inner circle. And I go, come on, man, with your crazy self, punch him in the arm. And he'd look at me and go, uh-huh. And he'd stop. 
That's what friends do. You're all puzzle pieces. You're all pieces to the puzzle. And you save each other's butts. They stopped me from worrying about the locks on the car, right? We gave Mr. Punch a lot of jobs so he doesn't drink anymore. And he's the designated driver. And we gave Mr. Hintless some some solid, this is us trying to shut you up, hint warnings. And everything's cool. Because that's what friends do. You're all pieces to the puzzle. You all have your jagged edges. But when you're together, when you're together and you look at the pieces, it's all smooth. You dig? Of course you do. Well, folks, that has been this episode of the S. Anthony Thomas Show. Thank you very much for listening. I appreciate you more than you know. Thanks for telling your friends about this program. Much love to you. And I will see you next time. Take care.